What's going on? Ooh. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fellows. back from the roller coaster of week one. I couldn't be any happier that football is now officially back. Couldn't be any happier as a football fan in general. In general. As a Vikings fan, we here are crushed. Look, we lost to the Bengals. We had what? Like double digit penalties in the like first 12. half? 12 called, and there was 21 flags thrown against the Vikings. <laughs> but guess what? We didn't lose by 35 to the New Orleans Saints. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Sorry about it, but <laughs> no. Um, yeah, as I said, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast. Yes. I'm here with Cameron and uh, myself, Tyler. We're missing the third fella lucas um thriving on tiktok he's oh my goodness okay thriving look look i don't want to say i mean lucas has had experience with social media in the past for certain organizations and in paid positions and whatnot but what this man is doing right now on our tiktok page it's incredible it's insane it is insane so you know huge shout out to you lucas thank you for also then kind of editing this video for Thank all you. of us in this episode because man you you're the real mvp the real mvp real mvp cam man um where do we even start with week one um there were there, i mean everything happened this week i mean it started great with the bucks and cowboys and that game on monday was insanity insane insane oh. I mean, I thought for sure the Ravens were going to take that game no problem. And uh, stinking Raiders come out and just go, nope, this is our town. This is that first game in the new stadium. Oh, they came to play. They came to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, you know, literally everything in week one. There was blowouts. There was close games. There was good games. There was ugly games. There were injuries. There were... Stats that just blow you away, i.e. Darren Waller having 19 targets. He is on pace for 323 targets this season. I'm pretty sure it'll keep up because that's what happens in week one. It is a tall tale sign yes. for what's to come. Yes. But it's insane. <laughs> that is insane. So um, what Cam and I are going to do is we're going to try and do it justice by yes. kind of recapping everything. We're going to go over injuries and uh, impacts of those injuries for now the current teams and mm-hmm. stuff. We'll go over our most wanted players or really just the players that are stars of the week. Our stars of the week, yes, yes. That are not your obvious, like, yes, Tyreek Hill put up, what, 11 catches, yeah. almost 200 yards. That's a that's an obvious one because he's already a first-round pick, yeah. right? Like, that we're going to go a little bit deeper to find all of our stars mm-hmm. every week. Guys outside of the top three at their position, pretty yeah. much. Yes. Yep. Except for maybe the first guy that we're going to talk about, but he was borderline top borderline, three. Borderline. Yes. Right. And then we'll go over our missing in action guys, or I guess you could just say our duds of the yes. week. The, the guys that you uh, you had high expectations on and just didn't come through this week. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know what? We're here to remind you. It's week one. Week one. One. There are 17 more games, or no, 17 more weeks, not games. There's a bye week. We know football. (laughs) Um, But there is a lot of season left, so there's no need to hit the panic button on anything. It's just getting started. So 100%. um, With that, let's start off with some kind of major injuries that happened either on Thursday, Saturday, or not Saturday, Sunday, and and even last night, um, I guess, I guess the first one we'll mention, uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Broncos. He's going to be out six to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. And, um, Cam, why don't you tell the folks, uh, what this, what this means for Broncos receivers and all that. He looked good before he got hurt. I mean, he was the obvious number one. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is, this should be Cortland Sutton's wide receiving room. Yep. Um, Tim Patrick kind of stepped up at the moment, but KJ Hamler had put up a valiant performance. Like yeah. it, he, he was no slouch himself. So it's 
it's going to come down to those two fighting for that wide receiver two spot now until Judy gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, Fant also should take a big step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be that second receiving option in that team um, or on that team. You would, you would assume then that they kind of might lean more on those running backs. Um, so for, for the team as a whole, I think it, the biggest one that helps for sure is Sutton yep. and Fant. Yes. Yep. And then after that, it's kind of these guys fighting to get those receptions um, yep. and take over the game script in that way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was both kind of shocking to us and Lucas just how successful the Broncos were yes. in running the ball against the Giants. Yes, it was the Giants defense, but the mm-hmm. Giants were no, you know, are nothing to kind of scoff at yeah. when it comes to run defense and stuff. So um, that was surprising. That's something to look at going forward. Mm-hmm. Are they going to give the ball more to Melvin Gordon and, and Javante? Are they going to, you know, Aaron or, out. right? Or are they going to be playing from behind more often yeah. now? Like there's, we get, we got to see another week of the yeah. Broncos to really be sure, like, hey, uh, Sutton is the first option, mm. Fant second, or however it goes. Yes. So Broncos will definitely be a team to watch because, I mean, Teddy has a history of supporting many wide receivers and fantasy value yeah. and production. So, and with how well they ran the game, uh, 100%. Yeah, watch it. So, uh, another major injury, uh, unfortunately, was uh, running back Raheem Moster yeah. of the San Francisco 49ers. Glass man himself. And uh, it was confirmed today per Raheem Moser himself that he is having season ending in uh, surgery. Um, man, that is uh, it's devastating. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, that might be career ending. The man's 28 he, right now and he hasn't, he hasn't been healthy for a for full the past season. two years. Yeah. And so it's just time is against him right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he only had two rushes, but he was averaging ten yards a rush. You know, yeah, like yep. he he looked like he looked good. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting now for that backfield. Um, yeah. Earl Mitchell, right? That was the guy's name. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Wow, I screwed that up. <laughs> um, I mean, he took over, but that was because Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. Yeah, which was also very surprising. So I think that's another backfield you have to give another week to yep. see what how it shakes out. Like, is Elijah Mitchell really that guy, or did they give Trey Sermon that shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, based off of last year when Raheem Moser got hurt and they had Tevin Coleman mm-hmm. and uh, who was the other one? I guess it was Jamichael Hasty. Jamichael Hasty, yeah. Uh, Coleman was also hurt for a little bit, yeah. and Hasty was really the only guy. Yeah. They then drafted Sermon and Elijah Mitchell in this year's draft. Oh, I didn't realize Mitchell was drafted this year. Yeah, oh, okay. so they've got two rookies now wow. and Hasty, who was there last year. Yeah, and yeah, Mitchell was the one that got the ball the most against the Lions. Yeah, but I it, to me it seems like I don't know, I, you can't just give full duties to yep. Elijah Mitchell right to, off the bat. And to be fair, Shanahan had said that. Like obviously they aren't ex- they aren't expecting to need another running back. Like most were supposed to carry this. And the reason that Hasty and Mitchell were both on the field was because they had more special teams duties. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that might be something to watch. Maybe Sermon bounces back, but it was very shocking to see him as a surprise healthy scratch. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I guess something that I I notice a lot today, especially on ESPN and other kind of big fantasy platforms, mm-hmm. is that. Elijah Mitchell is like the number one pickup or projected pickup so far this week. Yeah. I kind of want to ask you, Cam, is Elijah Mitchell your number one pickup of the week? I don't think so. Um, just because kind of the leagues I'm in, I'm already got um, a bunch of kind of depth facts. Yeah. Uh, now that Raheem Mostert is maybe, maybe I do. I lean more towards taking a shot on him. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hoping that he does take over, knowing that that back feels wide open right now. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I would have tempered expectations for Elijah Mitchell. But yep. if you're if you're desperate at running back or you need a running back, yeah, he's worth a shot just yeah. because he did perform really well. I mean, granted, it was Lions, but <laughs> right. he did in a wide open backfield right now. Yeah. You know. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what I feel the same. Or that's I feel the same. It's mm-hmm. if you if you want to take a shot on Elijah Mitchell, go yeah. ahead. I personally won't. Yeah, <laughs> I actually find 
a more intriguing pickup in Jamichael Hasty than I do in okay. Elijah Mitchell, just because I'm going to bank on Shanahan going with his committee of running backs yep. like he has usually done in the past. So, again, if you feel like you need to go get Elijah Mitchell, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold you back. It's just up to you. It's up to your preferences. So, um, I guess the last kind of big kind of headline that we want mm-hmm. to touch on is the amount of healthy scratches. Yeah, it was crazy. Or I guess there weren't, I shouldn't say that there were that many, but the people that were healthy yeah, Zach scratches, Moss. Zach Moss and uh, who was another one? Uh, Trey Sermon, who you had mentioned, like guys that you thought that would do some, you know, that could get yeah. some sort of game time week one. Uh, they were not not around, yeah. not there. Yeah, I mean, Trey Sermon for sure, just because, like, every report coming out of camp was he looked good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you follow the reports coming out of camp, it sounded like he was doing well. So it was, that was a real shock. Yeah, even Zach Moss, too. Yeah. There, was, there was some legitimate hype around him. And mm-hmm. who knows what the reason was for – scratching yeah. him that late but yeah that's going to be something to kind of pay attention to is if you've got you know if you got someone on your bench that maybe isn't a starter and is more of a depth piece on the team maybe you gotta look out a little more uh carefully going forward to see if coaches switch up a healthy scratch or not mm-hmm. so I agree. That covers all of our kind of major injuries, yeah. headlines, news, and gallops notes. on the IR. That oh, the that other. was the other one. I, is that the short term or is that long term? I didn't. I didn't even check. I didn't check. Either. I didn't even hear he was hurt. All of a sudden, I just saw he was on the IR. Yeah. Well, well let me check because I actually have Gallup on my dynasty team. Oh. So, um, here we go. Um. And it's not saying anything useful. At this the minimum of three weeks, so it's short term. Yep. Yep. So it's just a calf injury. All right. So that's not too. That's not as bad as it could have been. But true. True. All righty. So with that, we will transition into what we called our most wanted players of the week, which we will, or to put it simply, it's the stars of the week, the guys yes. that. Um, Maybe went a little bit later in your drafts mm-hmm. and kind of came out week one and just kind of balled out. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just get right into For it. For sure. Um, our most wanted quarterback, or I guess our star quarterback of the week, mm-hmm. Mr. Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is wanted for carving up the Tennessee Titans oh defense. Gosh. It was insane. I mean, this man had 289 passing yards. Four passing touchdowns and another rushing touchdown. I did you see that play where he looked like a player on Madden running around that backfield? I mean, he made like the same guy miss like six times in a row, and then he just fires it down the field for a 15 yard completion. I mean, it literally looked like he was someone was just controlling him on a joystick, just running around having a good time. Yep, I he looked like he was just toying with him. Yep, and granted, the yards weren't there, but I mean, he had four passing touchdowns. Or yards weren't as high as you would think, but that's what happens when Chandler Jones has five sacks. Right. I mean, you aren't going to have enough, enough field to, far, or bad enough field position where you need more yards. Right. That. right. I, it yep. was just, it was ridiculous. Cardinals just controlled that entire game. Yeah. And Kyler Murray did everything you wanted to see and more. Yep. Yep. And I guess, I guess an honorable mention, mm-hmm. uh, we'll say Jameis Winston. Jameis. Uh, this man only passed the ball. Do you know how many times? Let's think 20 times. 20 times. You know how many completions he had? Oh, 14. That's ridiculous. How many touchdowns did he have? They go five. Five. Five of those completions were touchdowns. 33%, 30, whatever, 6% of his passes were touchdowns. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. NFL average is like 5%. <laughs> he was at That's crazy. And, and it was actually kind of funny because in the Sunday night pregame stuff, they now have Drew Brees on yeah. the crew and stuff. And they're going over the game highlights for the Saints and the Packers. And they show the highlight of Jameis hitting a deep bomb to uh, Deontay Harris yeah. for like 70 yards or something. And Breeze just says something and he's like, this is what the team was missing, I guess. <laughs> just that arm. Yep. So, um, like I said, honorable mention goes to Jameis Winston. Uh-huh. 
who knows if it's going to be able to be kept at five yes. touchdowns a week? Probably not. But <laughs> with Sean Payton as your play caller and weapons mm-hmm. like Alvin Kamara, uh, Juwan Johnson yeah. is a big body. He yeah. is a tall boy. He's six six or something yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Um, and Michael Thomas coming back yeah. should be coming back relatively. Did all that soon. without Thomas? That's insane. Yeah. Yep. So Winston is definitely a. Uh, a, a nice find, honorable mention. A yep. nice honorable mention. Our uh, our star running back of the week. Uh, maybe I should just kind of give this to the man next to me on this one. Uh, I'm not going to say I called it, but but I call it. Um, <laughs> it was Joe Mixon. It was it was hard to watch him part of the Vikings, yeah, our beloved Vikings. But yep. at the same time, I was so excited. 127 rushing yards. He averaged 5.2 yards an attempt. One rushing touchdown. He had another four receptions and 23 yards. I mean, he he looked really good. Really good. And that, I mean, that, I think the Vikings defense, I think we thought were going to look a lot better than they did. But I don't know if it was the Bengals looked that much better or the Vikings looked that bad. Mm-hmm. But Joe Mixon was running all over the place. 25 fantasy points this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am really excited. I'm just, I think I'm more excited because I really put my name on Joe Mixon yeah. this entire <laughs> summer. And for at least for week one, he proved me right. Yeah. Uh, Remain to be seen as I mean they got to play Steelers twice, Ravens twice, Browns twice. I mean that's yeah, six so, tough games, <laughs> real tough games. Um, but he he looked really really good this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was he was wanted for running all over that Minnesota de- or defense. Yeah, and and kudos to Cincinnati because they started out the game by trying to rush it right into Michael uh-huh. Harrison, Dalvin Thompson didn't work and then they were running 10 yards of sweep on us and right and ridiculous. that was and and <laughs> coming from vikings fans mm-hmm. that's how you beat the vikings mm-hmm. it's it's the sweeps it's the outside zone runs yeah. especially with no bar right right yeah. like nick vigil didn't have a terrible game but he's nick vigil but he's, <laughs> he's nick vigil so um, exactly yeah again kudos and big star uh joe Mixon for running backs and i guess our honorable mention We'll just kind of go to the Detroit backfield. I was going to say DeAndre Swift, but then you look at Jamal Mur- uh, Jamal Williams. Who outscored DeAndre Swift. Yeah, which was insane. Yeah. Um, again, honorable mentions, pump the brakes on this because a lot of this came from garbage time and a lot of it came from just the fact that the Niners like, literally took their entire foot off the yes. ass pedal. So, you know, you know, like I said, pump the brakes a little bit, but for what they did – and I guess at the end of the week, they yeah. have 24 and 25 points. Or so honorable mention goes to them. And wide receivers, we're going to go down to uh, America's team. America's team. America's team. It's Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. And uh, do you want these stats real quick? You dropped the stats. 13 receptions, 139 yards, and two tutties. How many targets? Oh, I don't even know. It was like 16. 16. He 16 was, targets. Yeah, I mean, 13 receptions. This is insane. Against a Tampa Bay Yeah, defense. the Super Bowl defense, you yeah. know. And hey, he looks really good. Really, really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same for C.D. Lamb, too, because he had yeah. seven catches, yeah. 100 yards, and a touchdown yeah, on, on 15 targets. Yeah. That ain't that ain't bad. Yeah. That ain't bad. So, um, I guess our honorable mention wide receiver – will be our, our our Minnesota Viking, Adam Thielen. Everyone was writing him off as the red zone target mm-hmm. only, which I we yeah. also said. But um, he looked good. He looked really he good. Looked really oh, good. my goodness. I mean, did you yeah. see the route right on the end zone on yes. the first touchdown? He stood Eli yeah. Apple up and then just dug yeah. out. It was crazy. Yeah. So – Thielen ended up with nine catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns, which helps on the touchdowns. But the fact, when you watch him play, everyone's like, he's 31, 32. His routes were ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, he has, it looked like he didn't regress one bit. So it looked like he's, he looked better this year than he did last year. Yep. So with that, we will move on to our tight ends Mm -hmm. and our star of the week. We're going to go back to Detroit, actually. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. Before before we talk about TJ, I just want to point out we understand the best 
running back was Chris McCaffrey. The best yes. wide receiver was Tyreek Hill. The best tight ends were Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. But we're talking about guys who are not top three at the position. I just want to make that clear that we understand that these weren't the best players <laughs> right. in their position, but these are guys that outperformed what we had projected for them for this week. Yes. So TJ Hawkins, let me give you the staff. Eight catches on 11 targets, 97 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sinking. I mean, that's good for 25.7 points. And that's pretty stinking good. That's pretty good. Um, and he proved, along with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, that their Goff is not going to use a wide receiver in that offense. I mean, that was the only thing that Detroit proved was that it is. I mean, they're going to run it like um, Oakland. Yeah, they're going to force feed Hawkins in the ball and put it in the running back's hands, and that is it. You know, so I mean, he, again, he looked he looked really good. Uh huh. To go eight of eleven, you know, when everybody knows you're getting the ball, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yep. Mm, yeah. I don't really think there is an honorable mention tight end that comes to mind. No, I mean we can just bring up that Darren Waller 19 targets and Kelsey had two touchdowns, but <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll put them in as honorable. Everybody mention. knows that Everyone. they're good. Yes, <laughs> yep, yep. So that kind of completes our stars of the week. And again, yes. like Cam said, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller, you could even say Dak Prescott, yes. like they all perform to exactly what we thought they mm-hmm. would perform to. So they're not really a star of the yeah. week. So um, with that, we will move on to our duds of the week. The missing in action. The missing in action guys that uh, just did not live up to no. expectations or uh, <laughs> anything. That them, really, <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. And uh I really hope that just by describing these kinds of players, you kind of already realize where we're heading. We're heading over to Green Bay. <laughs> Man, we are going to start off with Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We could say the whole team, but we're going to lump it all on Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It's all Aaron's fault. Every single, every single fault of that team is because of Aaron. And we couldn't be happier about it. I mean, <laughs> There is no better consolation after losing to the Bengals yes. than to watch the Packers just get decimated. But yes. that's besides the fact. Um, Rodgers just did not look good oh, at, all. at all. At all. I mean, he could not do anything. You you could make the argument. I mean, I'm not going to say you could make the argument, but the the quarterback that we saw last year is definitely not the quarterback that we saw on Sunday. Yeah, he had 1.3 fantasy points. That was just because of his yards. Two picks. Two picks. He is on pace for zero touchdowns and 34 interceptions this season. I'm going to hold true to that. (laughs) I love that stat so much. (laughs) I will will scream it from the the rooftops. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, I guess it really maybe our honorable mention dud of the week at quarterback is Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that <laughs> one that one kind of hurts because I took him to the moon. Yeah. I have him in multiple leagues. And um I want to say it was down to just play calling and stuff, but I like <sighs> it's it was just a rough game for the Falcons in general. Uh, like no one looked good on that team. No, literally, like Calvin Ridley didn't even. Look no, no, he's like the good. one guy you would yeah. expect to look yeah. good. So, man, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic yes. on Matt Ryan going forward, um, and he's definitely going to be someone I'm going to be watching because this technically did happen last year too with Dan Quinn as their head coach where they got off to a real slow start yeah they were like only five yep and he was like borderline benchable yeah and then they had a coaching change and they brought in or they they promoted Raheem uh, Morris to their their head coach and he kind of took over from there yeah there's not going to be a coaching change, but I, I would be a spark. I would like to think that after I don't know how many years he's been at least yeah. sixteen at probably at this point, he knows how to just kind of get it going. Yes. So that covers our quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 
uh, our running backs, man, there's a our lot group of running backs. Our groups of running backs because there's not one running back that really kind of did worse than the other in this no, group. Yeah, there's just a rough, yeah, round one running back. Week. And, and hopefully, while we're talking about this, we can give you some optimism on these running yeah. backs because, again, running backs are still such a you know focal point in the game of football. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, I guess I'll just name off our group of running backs and you can just touch on them each Perfect. as you go. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Oh, do you want me? To, all right. I see. All right. Yeah. I mean, that was just a uh, snap count is what it came down to. He yep. just wasn't, wasn't, I mean, they were just kind of easing him back in. I think he's going to take a couple more games. You got to yep. be patient with Saquon. You yep. knew that going into the season though. Yep. Yep. Uh, next running back, Aaron Jones. I mean, they were down three to 38. He played maybe a half. Like yeah. they, I mean, that whole Packers game was a scratch. If you have a Packers player, pretend week one didn't happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Yeah. And it, it is kind of strange though, that when you look at like the, 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 I guess the, the other carries that went around, yeah. AJ Dillon had one more carry and uh, they actually gave the ball to Kylan Hill, who yeah. no one's ever heard of except for me. I <laughs> humble brag there, but um. It was a very, again, like Cam said, you just ignore yeah. that week one ever happened with yeah. this Packers. I think they yanked the starters like five minutes into the third quarter. Like Jordan Love played the entire yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, they were just, I mean, because it wasn't worth playing. I mean, that was just an awful game. Yep. Um, Our next running back, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, they're missing their all-world guard in Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. And you're playing the one of the top five run defenses in the league. Yep. On week one, I give him a week. He'll be fine. Yep. Yep. And they were also kind of playing from behind yeah. most of the game, too. So yeah. even if you wanted him to get the ball, there were the only way he was going to get the ball was through the air. Yeah. Don't so, sell Zeke yet. Yeah. Do not <laughs> do not sell yet. He will he will return value. Then our next guy, really, I think we feel the most optimistic about out of yeah. all these three. It's Najee Harris. And um I guess the only reason why we're optimistic is because he played like 100% of the snaps. Right. He was on field for every single offensive snap for the, for the Steelers. And I, so, I mean, it's just going to come. It's you're going into Buffalo who was in the AFC East championship game last year, right? Yeah. AFC AFC championship. AFC championship game last year. And you're playing in Buffalo. That's, I mean, that stuff came in. Yeah. They came up with a win, Mm -hmm. but it's as no. tough as your rookie for your first game. It's tough yeah. as it's going to. So, yep. getting 100% of the snaps shows that they 100% believe in him. There's a reason that they used, or used to pick on him that early, and I would not be worried. Yeah, yep. Um, we won't really name any honorable mentions mm-hmm. because this was just that big of a group. Yep. But um, for all of these guys, be patient. Don't yes. sell them. There's a reason you drafted them in the first round. First, yeah, first, first or, or second, second round. Yeah. Yep, like they will get going. It, again, long season. Mm-hmm. Just be patient. Yes, we'll go on to our wide receivers next, and um, Julio Jones, Cortland Sutton, and Brandon Ayuk. Just oh, frustrating. Yeah, let a lot of people down there. Yeah, um, I'll take Ayuk because his stat line's the easiest. I zero reception, zero yards, zero touchdowns, goose eggs across the board. And um, part part of that was because he's kind of. So recovering a bit from an injury, and so there was a snap count there. Um, the what, what was his name? Trent something. Yeah, Trent Sherfield had more snaps than Ayuk. Yeah, yep. So Ayuk will get better, and as he gets better, he will get more and more mm-hmm. playing time and more snaps. So don't don't fret, don't fret. It'll be okay. Mm. But um, I I think Julio Jones and Cortland Sun were more shocking than yeah. Ayuk. Sutton, we kind of touched, we touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. We hope that because of the gameplay, I mean, he's also one coming off an ACL last year. So you're hoping as he starts getting back in the offense, just with the opening up, that he's going to be healthy. Julio's the one that, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether to be scared, you know? Yeah. Like, is this the beginning of the end for Julio or not? It was just, it was a, but it was just a weird week for the Titans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got smacked by the Cardinals. I yeah. mean, like the Cardinals aren't that bad of a team, but like they didn't. It looked like they didn't even put up a fight. Oh. 
It was awful. Yeah. Was, hey, Chandler Jones had five sacks. That should never happen. Yeah. Three in the first half. Like was, that. That's insane. It was crazy. So, and I, you know, the Vikings play Arizona next week, and that means that Rashad Hill is going up against Chandler Jones or JJ Watt. Pick your poison. So. <laughs> I'd rather GGs. <laughs> I'd rather just like, you know, you know, in college when they go big, right? And they yeah. put in like six linemen or something. Yeah. Vikings should do that actually. Yeah, well, we're just gonna run Dalvin Cook straight up the middle. <laughs> straight up. We will middle. give them no chance to get inside. Yeah. Yeah. Sutton, I think finished. He had one catch. I don't remember for how many yards. Like Twenty yards, something like that. But in only three targets. So you. You hope now that Judy's out, his targets go up a little yeah. bit, which they should because Sun is not, uh, you know, he's not a mediocre wide receiver. He's yeah. he's got talent. So, um, yeah. Then Julio, man, that I don't know. like you, I think, I think most people would agree that he's not like if this is the end for Julio, it's yeah. not because he doesn't have the talent or the skill left in the tank. Yeah, it's because of the situation he's in. Yeah. And that just that just blows if you're if you're a fantasy player and especially if you have Julio on your team. Yeah, you just I mean you gotta give him another couple of weeks. So I mean he's still Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean that entire offense. I mean when you add a piece like Julio Jones, yeah, it will take a little bit to mold because you've got to figure out you know target and share, yeah, route trees, yeah, right, all that. So again. There's reason to be a little concerned, yep. but again, new OC too. New OC, true. Just most of these guys. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Actually, every single one yes. of these guys. Do not hit the panic button. Do not hit the panic button. Wait to see it another week or two, mm-hmm. and then go from there. But mm-hmm. you cannot make such an impulse decision mm-hmm. after one week. Hundred percent. So with that, we'll go on to our tight ends and to kind of mm-hmm. wrap this missing in action segment yes. up, but. Uh, Mike Gusecki and Mark Andrews, um, they were like non-factors in well, each of their games. Gusecki had to zero. Yeah. He had one tackle. That's it. Great work. <laughs> Way to go, you're Mike. playing IDP, and then he was fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mark Andrews, I, I just don't understand how Mark Andrews did not do better. You know? Yeah. Yep. I mean, they were – they scored 27 points. Like, yep. he's their number one target. But Marquise Brown showed up. That was for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Gasecki was just I mean, he, zero catches. That's surprising. Ridiculous. Yeah, very surprising, especially with no Will Fuller. You would think that would he'd think. have to be, but no. Nope. So, I mean, maybe maybe it's the Bill Belichick effect, and you know, is he just keyed? I didn't I didn't watch that game, but maybe he just keyed off on Gasecki the whole time. <laughs> it was just, like beat us with Waddle, <laughs> beat us with Waddle. Yep. And. uh I know that Lucas and I, when we did our, our top 10 tight end rankings mm-hmm. and stuff, we touched on Gasecki and we said the only reason why Gasecki kind of cracks our top 10 is just because of what he's been able to do in the past in mm-hmm. terms of just touchdowns yeah. and all of his catches and stuff. And he was he was up there with, I will say, he mm-hmm. was up there with, with Robert Tunyon in terms of the consistency of – of the yep. touchdowns in the maybe what I'll say the big games in the in the actually the duds and all mm. that. Um and then this offseason they added Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller and mm-hmm. um it was mentioned that we wouldn't be surprised if Gasecki actually takes a pretty big step back. Yeah. It's not because he's not a good football player. It's just situation. Right. It's just what's going on around him. So yeah. um so yeah, I, I want I want to take a second before yeah. we move on. Yes. I want to thank Tyler Platt for gifting me oh my gosh. in our dynasty league with Darren oh Waller. Oh my gosh! Me and Tyler made a trade in our dynasty league. He sent me Darren Waller, and Cam Akers, and I sent him back Cortland Sutton and Will Fuller. To be fair to Ty, we were both we both believe in the talent of Will Fuller for sure. Yes, and yes. Cortland Sutton. Yes, Tyler needs wide receiver pieces on his team badly. And I have a bunch, so I was glad to give him up. Although my starting tight end, Gerald Everett, did score a touchdown, or my former tight end. Oh, my gosh. Um, and who knows if Darren Waller will perform like this every week. But I was down going into Monday Night Football by um, 27 points. And I had Brian Edwards and Darren Waller, and he had and the guy I was playing 
had Mark Andrews. And I won by seven. And I was so, so happy to pull that victory off. So Tyler, thank you for a great victory this week. And I wish you the very best. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I have to get it in because every time I trade with Tyler, it does not work out for me. So the fact that it worked out this week, I am going to take one, it as a W. The one small victory. Because last year I gave up Darren Waller <laughs> yes. the other way. So yes. it's, yep. now I got to take my victory when yeah. I can take it. Yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> let it be known, this was a, this is a calculated risk. <laughs> They always of, are. They always are. Darren Waller for Corlett Son and Will Fuller, which yeah. could work out really well for both of us. It could. It, it definitely really could. could. Uh, just not last week. Not, like not last week. So, um, well, to be fair, Fuller was suspended. So, yeah. <laughs> you had no there was, shot with There him. was no chance <laughs> that he was going to play. So, um, yeah. So with that, we'll we'll quickly kind of recap a couple games that yeah. kind of caught our eye. Let's do it. Um, and that'll, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Awesome. Um, first game I want to touch on um, was the Sunday night game between the Bears and the Rams. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Rams are insanely good. Matt Stafford looked awesome. He, throwing them off. he looked, I, I, we knew what kind of quarterback Stafford was when he was with the Lions. And he's like, if he had a decent team around him, he's going to, just kind of pop off yes. and what did he do last sunday popped off yeah all right yep i'm gonna give credit to tyler on this one he might have missed on the matt ryan but he did say rams wide receivers are a must start and i think three different receivers scored a touchdown um cup had 24 points yep i mean his connection well because i had cup i have cup in one leg and one's in the other I was that that cup Stafford connection was dynamite. dynamite. But then you watched the Woods Stafford connection, that was also really good. I mean, yeah. it was like he's gonna spread the ball around, yeah. they're gonna score. I mean, the passing game made Daryl Henderson look real good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I don't know how great the Bears defense is. And Andy Dalton is atrocious. Yeah. Um, but then if we flip to the other side, that defense looked really good. Oh, they look great. But it made me so excited. I have David Montgomery in three out of my four leagues. Mm-hmm. And David Montgomery looked so, so good running good. that ball. I mean, really he looked good. like he did at the end of last year. Like, it, it carried over. Yeah. And for him to perform like that against this team, I think once they put Justin Fields in, yeah, who also had a rushing touchdown. Oh, uh, line package, baby. I think, I think that they could be a pretty special team. And um, in this game, the last thing I'll add, Allen Robinson – didn't have the greatest game, but he still had a lot of targets. Yeah. I mean, yep. <laughs> remember what I said about when Justin yeah. Fields sees so the field? They're going to force you to the ball. Like, that's what's going to happen. Just all that, that should be a weekly reminder. Yes. <laughs> Alan Robinson is really good. He is very good. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, Sorry, I can't yeah, no, you stole that. You, from you, you got no, you <laughs> touched on it all. Um, this Rams team is something to be scared of yes um and even like like i think the biggest thing were the running backs in this game i mean obviously stafford was great cooper cobb robert woods they were all great and whatnot daryl henderson looked like a completely different running back than what we saw last year david montgomery i I, i'm not going i'm not saying that montgomery looked like this running back when they played but there were sh- there was shades of Adrian Peterson a little bit in his running, where like you know how AP would kind of run and then it was the, the the chops yes and then it was a quick out yes Montgomery was like and then he was powerful too yeah. it was crazy yep so all aboard the Montgomery train all aboard Henderson Henderson convinced me a little yep. bit more than when it was before but again. All around, uh, the Bears will improve when Fields is the yes. starter, and the Rams are going. I, they're going dare places. I say, dare I say, um, it'll be Bucks Rams in the NFC Championship. I have a real hard time picking any other team. Yeah, <laughs> be honest. It's it is. I mean, I mean, there are other good teams too. Like there the, are, like the Saints showed out. The Seahawks, Seahawks yeah. like there are. Those are dominant performances. Yep. And, yeah, it'll be exciting to watch. Yes. That's for sure. So, um, 
that's the first game. Second game we'll touch on um, the Seahawks and the Colts. How about that? We kind of already know what we're yeah. talking about. You know, if you listen to our podcast, you know who we want to talk about. It's the wide receiver one for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go. It's Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. He uh, he kind of he balled out. Did you see that catch he had where he looked over one shoulder, the ball over the other, and he like, oh my gosh, he is just crazy, insane. Yeah, four catches, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. That and I guess maybe there is a really one player besides. I mean, yes, Lockett had a, a great game, but Chris Carson also had a really good game. Yeah, he was a solid. I mean, Russ aired the ball a lot, but holy cow, sorry about that. But he was Carson was solid. Yeah, and the thing about Lockett too that got me really excited is DK did well too. Didn't DK score a touchdown? I mean, DK had sixteen fantasy points. I want to say he did. Uh, yeah, he did. So it wasn't like DK was non-existent this game. Like they can coexist and both be really good. Yep. I think that's that's my biggest takeaway. Is yeah. Yep. They they will both put up fantasy points for you. Yeah. And I, you know, you can't really say anything now about when taking your guys and stuff, but just based off of last week, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like proven now that Lockett is the better value in terms of the, C- the Seahawks wide receivers. Cause yeah. you're wasting a second round pick on DK Metcalf who did a little bit worse. Not, I'm not saying it was bad. It was just, wasn't as good as Lockett. Yeah. And you get Lockett in the fifth and sixth and some, in some drafts. So, so I was Jonathan Taylor on the other side of the ball, 17 carries, 56 yards, six catches, 60 yards. The thing that scared me a little bit, isn't that Naheem Hines? Holy cow. <laughs> also had nine carries, 34 yards, and six catches for 48 yards. Yep. So he was just as involved as Jonathan Taylor. And I, he's just going to damper expectations a little bit. Yep. I mean, Taylor's still super talented. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that ta- Taylor's going to have a bad year, but it's just like that chance of being running back one for Taylor, like people wanted to believe, it's, just, it's not there with Naheem Hines. Yeah. He's still, I mean, he still could be top 10, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's just he, he's not going to break into that running back one. Yeah, and I think – I feel like we should have saw this coming a little yeah. bit more, knowing what kind of weapons Carson Wentz has on the outside, yeah. that they were going to utilize Taylor and Hines as much as possible. Um, so I'm not – I don't want to say that the Colts, like, showed their hand last week, but um, – I have a strong feeling that, that we're going to see more of that type of performance, except they'll be on the winning side of things. Yeah. <laughs> but t- but Taylor and Hines will kind of be the, the main main guys for this Colts team. And uh, like, you, like you said tonight in, in episodes in the past, Hines is going to do just enough to irritate you if you yeah. are a Jonathan Taylor owner in fantasy. Definitely. So um, all around, that was a very intriguing game. Even before kickoff I was like, that's going to be yeah. a very, very good game to mm-hmm. watch. So and I guess the last game that we'll kind of touch on quickly, it's the Steelers and the Bills. This was an ugly game. It was. It, there was nothing great about it. Yep. There like – Defense special teams showed up yeah. for Pittsburgh. That's about it. The only thing that I really think you can really take away is Deontay Johnson still the number one wide receiver in that offense. We've been saying it. I mean, from the mountaintops for <laughs> the whole summer. And yeah. He just – he is. He's the go-to for Big Ben. Yes. And he's the best receiver on that team. Yeah. I have him on my dynasty team. There you go. He only – okay. He only had 14 points, right? Five catches, 36 yards on a touchdown. Not super great, but here's the other thing: he had ten targets. Yeah. How can someone explain to me how double-digit targets does not mean wide receiver one, mm-hmm. or at the bare minimum, wide receiver two in this offense? Yeah. Um, DM us on Instagram, TikTok, with your reason why Deontay isn't 
and we're just going to say this 10 targets. Yeah. 10 targets. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I guess with that, they kind of should do a little mad thing. Oh, oh. we got, we got some Instagram questions that we can go over. Yes. I, I, uh, I apologize as host of this episode. We we I did, forgot about that. I had forgotten you earlier, so now we're on the same page. <laughs> got it. All right. Jay Pench underscore 43 says, is the RB timeshare going to stick around in Detroit? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I think it will. I don't think it'll be the same. I think you need to wait and see for week two and three. Yeah. We'll, this time where I'm at. we'll see what week two and three is. I want, I would hedge my bet that Swift will start to kind of get more carries of Williams just because, like I've said in the past, I believe in the skill and the talent of DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say. Yeah. Just like, yeah, take both of those words of advice. Give it a couple more weeks to mm-hmm. see what happens. But if you were going to like bet money on a running back, I would say Swift just because I don't know. We're talking DeAndre Swift and we're talking Jamal Williams. Yeah. Um, and then we're, I'm going to combine our last two from Alan Jackson flipped and Martin score Ethan 11, yeah. both, um, prominent listeners of the show asking us questions all the time. Like, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, both of them said, what is your biggest surprise? Uh, both good and bad. And then who do you think will continue the hot streak they're on? Ooh, okay. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Yep. My biggest surprise, um, good was, Ooh, wow. See, now I should have I should have been more prepared for this. <laughs> um, my biggest surprise, I think, was Corey Davis. Yeah. Um, for me, and we kind of talked about it, and I was kind of hype, helping hype him up a little bit, but I just didn't expect it to kind of come. Um, in the form of two touchdowns, that just seemed to not look good at all. Yeah. Um, awful. Yep. And um, yet he still was able to come out with twenty four fantasy points. And yep. he was the only bright spot, and that is for sure his wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason they paid him, and he kind of took it over. Um, and I think that will continue. Um, yeah. The My biggest shock, bad. Um, you know, for me, it wasn't even that he had a bad week. Uh, he had a, he scored 12 fast points, but it was Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. Three yep. targets and one catch. I, I think it scares me because it just shows the Christian McCaffrey effect. Yeah, that, I mean, that's Chris McCaffrey's offense. He came back, and Robbie Anderson. I mean, we're talking all up all this connection between him and Darnold, and yep. that scares me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the one guy that we touched on earlier that I think will continue his hot streak is David Montgomery. David I Montgomery. think he will continue to be a fantasy beast. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess my my good. We're gonna go real deep on this one. Huh? It's James White. Okay. James White only had four carries and 12 yards on the ground, but he had six catches, seven targets for 49 yards. That was good for about 12 points in fantasy. Mm-hmm. On the weeks that he scores, yeah, that is 18 points a week. So you can't really be too mad. And for me, in most of the leagues I'm in, James White was a, uh, was a waiver ad. Yeah. So are you saying return to 2018 or, or 2019 or whatever it is one year was? Or You don't know how much I hope for that. <laughs> it's not going to happen, though, because there's Damian Harris yeah. in this backfield. But um, I think we're seeing kind of a makeshift uh, off-brand Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines-type okay. backfields. And uh, I mostly say this because the current state of my running backs – in those in the leagues that I have James White just decimated. Yeah. So it was good to see James White kind of show a little bit. And I we were kind of thinking this too. I don't know how long ago it was, but Mac Jones is the starter. Mm-hmm. They will utilize that dink and dump yeah. off to James White. Yeah. And sure enough they did. So that was a good thing. That was something good that I saw that I was happy about. The one bad 
I'll go Cortland Sutton just because I got him in a trade with him again. Uh, one catch for on three targets for it was actually 14 yards. That's that's not ideal at all. Yeah. Um, so there and there's optimism now that uh, Judy's out. That Judy's out, but man, that that just hurt to see yeah. two fantasy points. That yeah, last week yeah, not not good. And I guess the one guy I will say that's most likely to continue the streak is Amari Cooper. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> as, yes. <laughs> as long as Dak is healthy, um, Cooper will be amazing. Dare I say he'll be a top five wide receiver. Dare you say? I agree. <laughs> I think if Dak's healthy, I mean, his performance is unreal. Yeah. So I agree. And now I'm realizing that as soon as Justin Fields is on the field, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper are already in the top five. So then it's Tyreek Hill, (laughs) Tyreek, and then probably Devontae, Devontae, and then Hopkins. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. I'm I'm putting myself in a pinch here. So again, Mike, I'm just kidding. You better. Hop off that train. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Mari Cooper, third, again, 13 catches, 16 targets, 139 yards, two touchdowns. It's insane what he insanity. can do. Insanity. It's insane what he can do with Dak. So, I, I think he's the most likely to continue with his hot streak. For sure. If we call it that after one week. But, yeah. Um, so, that'll do it mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, again, me, Cam, Lucas – and every football fan, it's good to be back. It's good to have NFL Sundays back. And uh, we will I, – I, I don't want to make any promises, but you'll see more of this coming out on, on you know, socials. On the socials and the, you know, midweek and all this stuff, just to kind of give you guys a recap of everything mm-hmm. because there's a lot of action that happens yeah. during the week and, and especially on Sundays. So – uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you yes. for sticking through this and, you know, bearing with our uh, sometimes cold takes and <laughs> just the things that we got wrong. Yes. Um, but sometimes if you listen to us, you would have learned that Mike Evans is just not worth a start. Not at all. And you know who you are. You know who you know who you are. So, um Again, check out all of our socials on mm-hmm. Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, I heard, Facebook. I heard there's a rumor that uh, the Twitter page will begin going here Ooh, relatively soon. Okay. So, okay, go ahead and check us out there. Uh, Lucas is normally our guy with the handles. We're not even gonna try. Look up fans football balls. Yeah, just <laughs> just look that up. Yep. We'll we'll you'll we'll find us. Yep. So check us out there. Again, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate mm-hmm. your your loyalty, as Lucas will say, your viewership. Yes. Um, I guess from me and Cam, this has been the Fantasy Football Fellas. Shout out to Tolina again for your for this intro outro music. You guys are awesome. Yes, sir. So from me and Cam, deuces, deuces. deuces.